Thanks for listening to the Wannabes Podcast. This is a Smash Brothers Melee-centered podcast hosted by two power-ranked players in New York City, JD and Wasabi. And every week we talk about our journey, our experiences, and the lessons we've learned from competing in the best game ever made. If you support us, give us a follow on Twitter at SSB underscore wannabes with one E. There you'll find links to our Discord, our YouTube videos, as well as getting notified on whenever the new episode is up. Anyways, enjoy the show. SSB Wannabes, episode 28. My name is JD. This is Wasabi, a.k.a. Will. What's good, everyone? And uh, we got some cool stuff to talk about today. First off, Will, how are you? How was your week? I've been good. My week's been interesting. I was like, it was super busy at the early start for, you know, both podcast reasons and, and just work reasons. And then it's gotten progressively more relaxed as the week went on. But like, I was actually really like, just tired and earlier in the week with yeah. with everything going on. It, it felt like a blur, to be honest. That's okay. That uh, We had a lot on our plate. We're actually going to spend some time uh, talking about the podcast, doing a bit of a meta section. Um, but I'm totally with you. Like, my focus was on, like, one thing. We were both just really, like, on the ball, I think, um, mm-hmm. with how we wanted to handle this rollout. We took it really seriously. Um, and I think you did a great job just with everything you were doing. Um, and I think I did a good job with everything I was doing. And I think, um, but I didn't play any melee this week, like straight up zero melee. Mm. Um, so as, as hard on yourself as you may be, just know that I, I definitely deteriorated one week's worth of skill. Mm. I think. I feel that. Yeah. It's sort of weird, you know, like, and, and we'll, we'll get into it later about like, these sort of slower weeks and like how how you sort of handle it like even for me like I, I luckily I got to I'm not as crazy anymore because I got to play five hours with beer man yesterday so, yeah but you know before then I was definitely itching a lot to sort of play melee and sort of like what you do in that off off week is something that you know we'll get to later but you know more on the podcast now just yeah. like yeah dude like we were grind like that week before the we released everything was like the most productive week we ever had yeah i completely agree like we were well even even this week i think we were pretty productive in the sense of like holding on to our responsibilities right yeah yeah um, you killed it with the editing and the audio like you just killed it with rolling out like all the all the episodes thanks yeah it was i had a, a little bit of a, a lead but Pretty much I had to ration my time where every morning, you know, I was I've been waking up early and mm-hmm. um, I would have just, you know, it's really not that hard. Realistically, I just have to listen to it for an hour. But my little routine that I had this week was I would put on the episode on on one screen and have the editing there. And then I was just playing classic WoW for like an hour. And then it's a good game to play because it's really low effort so i there was like no stuttering or any lag from the mm-hmm. recording and mm-hmm. whenever i needed to edit it i could just switch over quickly and like auto run or whatever and it became this little like 
optimization game of, okay, my number one priority is the episode, but 90% of the time it's just listening to it and waiting for something wrong to happen. So mm. then as soon as something wrong happened, I had to like switch monitors and it became this like little mini game. That's and, really funny. Yeah, it's, it was like, it was cool because I felt stimulated enough where I wasn't like falling asleep at my desk, you know, like, oh, this is mm-hmm. boring. And I also realized, like, I can't really play Melee and, and edit our episodes. You know, oh. like, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I've tried it before, and I realized that I end up just, like, not listening, you know? Mm-hmm. So I need something a little less than that. Well, that's and, a good excuse to play WoW, then. Oh, it's a great excuse. It's I'm so happy you said it, because uh, you're absolutely right. It was an excuse, but, um, you know, it was a good morning routine. You know, I still woke up before work and, and knocked out an episode and then would go to work. Plus, it gave me time to, like, listen to all the 1v1s that you were doing, um, re-listen to the ones I was doing. And um, I think it's just, like, it's really cool hearing my own conversations we're gonna get really meta now but mm-hmm. listening yeah, go for it like listening to our own stuff is a really it's like it's like doing analysis right mm-hmm. it's learning from our own mistakes and it just feels cool to like catch so many of my own mistakes right like mm-hmm. man i'm saying this too much i'm not fully paying attention i'm doing these pauses and noticing how much more I have to improve in this format, it's actually really exciting, I think. That's awesome. What are some of the stuff you notice? Like, just to, like, sort of give me an idea of it. Um, I definitely take pauses. I also kind of go mumble mouth sometimes. And I don't fully articulate. I think it's normal stuff. I think it's just, like, getting better. Yeah, you want to improve on it. Right. And so, um, not to, t- I feel like this is, this is going to sound force fed, like the tie into melee, but yeah, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, we have these little things that we notice that we can get better at. Mm-hmm. The weird thing about, you know, speaking and podcasting is like, how do you actually pinpoint those skills and then actually improve them mm-hmm. besides just like, you know, doing more of them? Um, it's an interesting little dynamic and I'm not too caught up on it. It's like, but wow, that we're so, we're so meta right now. I can't even get over this, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, it was just cool. Like every day listening to it over and over and just like sometimes cringing at myself, sometimes like being like, Oh, I'm glad I brought that up or, you know, thinking in the moment, I, I hope I talk about this and then I end up talking about it. So like a little good, little bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're, you know, 28 episodes in, I still feel like we're so young. Like we're so new at this still. Yeah. I mean, we still have a long way to go. Like we just, you know, started improving the audio and stuff like that and, you know, adding a little more structure to it and stuff like that. But, you know, it's finally going like on, on my side, it's sort of like, you know, this sort of rollout was sort of really big just because like, I know, like it's, it's finally like we we had our test run, right? We know that like we'll, we'll do this consistently and stuff like that. So this is just sort of like the next progressive step. Like, you know, in, if you were had to like relate it to melee, it was like, you know, from practicing and learning like tech to starting to go to locals, you know, it's sort of like that <laughs> significance. Wow. You're so uh, right. And 
um i don't know like it just felt like it was like the right time to go for it you know like shout outs again to dark gen x for making like the logo and the banner like whenever i see it i, I can't help but smile but like yeah I, I don't know it was super surreal for me like because it was like finally like you know it's been like our thing and like a few of our friends and a few people like have known about this and like like the episodes but this is the first time where like we really opened it up to the public on everything like i posted it on my personal instagram you know we did twitter we did reddit we did everything and like saying like hey here's a product that you know we know that it can improve but that we're still really proud of you know and to sort of see the like the reception of it was was really good and i wasn't like hoping for like you know like a super big thing but you know like hearing a few like all i wanted like honestly it, it's not about for me like the follows or how big or how many people listen but like I got some comments of like, hey, you know, like I just started a nine, you know, like, um, you know, like someone was like, hey, you know, I just started a nine to five like a few months ago. And like, I'm still, you know, trying to do that and balance to the gym and watch my diet. And, you know, this really feels like relatable content. And I'm like, wow, that is so awesome to hear that. Like what we're talking about is relatable or like someone was like, hey, like I just moved to New York and just started working. So I don't know what's gonna going on. But, like, now that I don't have to worry about homework and exams, I'm hoping to, like, grind with Melee again. And I met you at the local. And that was cool, too. You know, like, so it's just even, like, the few people that, like, have, like, come up and, and said that either, like, on the Reddit posts or on Discord or, or just to me. It's it's really, really cool to see how it relates to people. And I think it sort of reiterates, like, that in what our show is. And that's what I really li like like about it. And, like, being a little surreal and a little emotional about it for sure yeah no it was, it's always really nice like i know it's there's a gary v thing he says all the time where if you listen too much to the good you're gonna hear the bad also mm -hmm. and you're gonna have to swing with that but maybe we're just not at the point where you know we have haters yet i'm sure we will at some point but i totally agree it feels really nice to hear that people are connecting with it and that um, especially since one of our, like our mantras or like number one goal in starting is to speak exactly what we're feeling and, and be truthful to what our actual experience is. And so mm -hmm. it's been really nice to know that if I simply speak what's on my mind, uh, every time we start recording and not try to artificially create some sort of story or, or something like that, that people will still enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, and and I had a conversation with my dad and my dad's like very much, you know, he's a creative, he's a musician. Yeah. And um, he's really supportive. Like whenever I do anything like this with Melee, with commentary or comedy or, or any mm -hmm. new venture, um, he's always really supportive. But one of the things he always brings it back to is like, okay, how are you going to monetize this? This is him, right? Yeah, yeah and, like every parent. Right. And so I had a, a, a long conversation about, um, about what this was, and I felt myself like having to come up with these, these things to satisfy him, you know? Mm. Like, oh, no, this is our two-year plan. Like, this is how we're going to do it. And I kind of like had to shake it off after like, like that was kind of gross. Like I, I didn't like thinking about this as that mm -hmm. because even though 
let's be real, everything that is every piece of content in the world, like there's a bit if it's even the subconscious of the person creating it of like, what can this become, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, of course. I just feel like every time I think about that, it makes me depressed. Mm. <laughs> it it makes me feel like what I'm doing isn't good enough. Like what I'm enjoying, like the intrinsic value of this is not enough. Mm. And then there's always this interesting, I guess, these these two countermeasures at play of, you know, actually going through the motions of recording this rather than just having a phone call the implications of that, I can't really escape. Yeah. Right. And so I think having that conversation with my dad was just very, it kind of stirred the pot a little bit of like where my head really is. And it's just, I don't really have like a, like a punchline to this. Like I don't really have a solution of this is really the, the struggle, I guess I, I'm having of where we're at right now. Right. Like, of course we enjoy doing it. Yeah. Um, and you know releasing the discord like i think i think i'd truly be satisfied if we just had you know the people we have in discord it grows slowly we just have a community and like that's it like that's the max growth like i, I mm -hmm. honestly think i'd be happy with that um, yeah it just feels like there's it, it something is telling me that's not enough and that's what i'm kind of grappling with you know what i mean yeah let's explore that a little bit i mean like i think that's like you know, something we've touched on in the past and like past episodes, especially like early on, like trying to ask ourselves, like, what's enough? Like, are we doing enough? And like, it's always this weird balance of like us being like good people and seeking growth and seeking change. But then like, it's also a double edged sword where the other side of it's like, you know, are you actually acknowledging the present moment and are you enjoying the present moment also? Right. Like right. the, the nice balance is when you are happy where you're at, but know where to go forward. And, and very much I find in life, it's not like that. Or I mean very much. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a rarity to be in that state for sure. And a true like blessing also, you know, like if you're just there, you're, you're, it's like a, an awesome day, you know? And I don't know, I guess from my side of it, I've always leaned more towards the, you know, let's let's just run it and see what happens bit just because of my like personal upbringing. Like I know we've like, you know about it a little more, but you know, like I have just very like stereotypical Asian parents, you know, sort of like always try to push and see like what more can you do? And it's funny because I had the similar conversation with my mom where, you know, I started a new job three weeks ago and I'm getting like, you know, my sea legs and starting to get used to the company and I was just talking to my mom about it and you know she was asking questions and I'm like yeah you know like and then look I started working out and then I released this podcast thing I'm meal prepping like I'm you know looking at like potential like additional classes if I want to do grad school or not which is like <laughs> my next big life debate that I have to figure out soon but like I you know talking to my mom I realized like you know, especially when we, we started talking about grad school, because my parents are always just like, okay, well, what's your next step, right? And, you know, I sort of realized, like, you know, like, I just want to like enjoy this right now. Like, I started a new job, and I'm doing well at it. The podcast is going great. I'm, I'm really proud of what I've done with it so far. Melee's really good. Like, I've got fifth at a regional and second at a local. Like, everything's just so nice right now that I want to, like, just 
close my eyes and like relax for a little bit. And, you know, and she's like, yeah, you know, but you normally like, you know, and it seems like you're doing it. But when when things are good, that's when you push more. And something about that, like, really kind of grates me the wrong way. If, if yeah. you know what I mean, J.D. Oh, no, yeah. Me, yeah, me too. Like, she's like, and it seems like you're doing it. But to me, it's like all what I'm doing is like stuff that I want to do and that I like naturally have the energy for. But it's not forced versus like the way she said it. It was like, you know, when everything's working out, that's when you push even harder. And, you know, I don't know if it's more of like, you know, I don't know if it's more of like a Filipino or like an immigrant mentality or, you know, there, there's a lot of things that you can allude it to for sure. But um, something about it, like, started making me think about like what I sort of like like and and want. And I think that like people in general, and this is like my own personal generalization of like humanity, I guess, if we're getting super vague and meta. Sure. But like we we naturally are meant to like seek change and seek improvement, right? Like we don't I think that like a lot of people want to keep improving and that's intrinsic. But then I think it's the the problem is that there are always external factors that tell you to speed up. And it's just like going on a jog. You know, like you can run at this comfortable your pace. But then the minute you're like running in a group and you see other people moving faster, you start running faster. And then all of a sudden you're out of breath and then you can't finish your run and you burn out and, and stuff like that. And right. I think that's really interesting because before my mom mentioned it, like the last few weeks, the way it's been going with melee, with life, with work, with my relationships and stuff like that was all at the perfect pace for me. And, and, and that's sort of what, I'm seeing it's like sort of like when we've talked about like you know why am I worrying about something if I'm already doing it you know right well I'm sure that there's a part of it where once or if we have kids we're gonna understand it a little better um because mm -hmm. it seems like it's just a general parent thing of I want my kids to work hard and do their best and you know unlock their potential and not have regrets and I'm mm -hmm. sure from what I've heard, you know, parents have uh, a lot of fear about their kids and it's a protectionist sort of, you know, it's a love. It's certainly a love. Yeah. Um, but I think the world we're living in now is, has got to be different than the world they were. And if we adopt the mindset of we could always be doing better, then at what point are we happy? You know, mm. like, yeah. If we could always be doing better, if it's if it's never enough, like then by definition, you're going to have a perpetually unsatisfied life, like period. And so I think tackling that is really interesting. And to bring it back to Melee, because everything could be brought back to Melee, mm -hmm. it's it's just thinking like, do you want to be happy or do you want to be good? You know, mm -hmm. and, you know, finding success in any of these things can always be brought back to, okay, the hardest workers are the ones that unlock the most success. Sure. But would you rather have a career where at the end of it, you are just, you know, satisfied, but still, 
you know, living who you are? Or do you want to, you know, put your face to the grindstone every day and wake up three years from now having tournament wins but having lost all your friends? Like, obviously, those are extreme examples. It doesn't have to be like that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But realistically, it, it comes down to mindset and like uh, the word I always use is the sustainability of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you do love that word. I really do. And I say it all the time because I really hope that as many melee players as possible adopt that mindset because if the players are living a sustainable lifestyle, then the game will be sustainable. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, my number one goal is to just have this game be around for as long as possible and to help that, help perpetuate that in any way I can. And realistically, if there's an attitude of get good or die trying, then you're going to get a lot of people dying and quitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the game suffers for that. And mm-hmm. tying it back to kind of where we're at and this podcast, it's it's always been about doing this as long as possible and just enjoying what we're doing. We didn't know what we were going to talk about on day one. You know, we barely knew what we were going to talk about. You know, if we didn't even have a title on episode one. Right. Right. We don't know. We didn't know any of this. We just knew like there is we need to get stuff off of our chest and there's so much stuff to explore and we want to do something that we look forward to doing or else there's no point in it. Mm -hmm. And that should be enough for anyone doing anything. If you don't look forward to going to a melee local, then then why are you going? You know? Yeah, that's so true. And I think that like you know, when thinking about this podcast, like for me, like if we just talk it this is just like the equivalent of like us grabbing breakfast every Saturday or Sunday and, and catching up as friends, you know? Yeah. Yep. But that it's just being recorded. And that's really where it started. Like it started with you you know, you putting out a angry tweet and me being like, Hey dude, like you okay? And then like we i was like yo let's just switch this to a phone call because i don't want to text and then that's how it started you know right but i think with melee like going back to that it's just like yes it's about sustainability i think it's also about like going at your own pace you know like if your pace is light speed and like seeking improvement that's what you get like that's what you intrinsically like get energy from like i i like thinking about things that like what gives you energy right because because you know life isn't something that like and i i love this concept just because like i've just learned it a few months ago when i was talking to my professor but like you know life takes energy from you like naturally and so you want to surround your things with as much stuff that gives you back energy so you can keep doing it right and it's a cycle and i think that like whether you push or not in melee doesn't sort of matter like if you want to hit the grindstone hit it you know like and it's it's about like really following your own personal journey like you know a little cheesy but like you know naturally we do always want to like be the protagonist and the the heroes of our story right but i think what i've learned you know through this podcast experience honestly is that what what qualifies you know the hero's journey isn't making top 10 in melee all the time you know and it's it it depends on everyone right like some people it is that some people it is to get ranked it is to beat 
be immortalized in tournament results, beat a god or two, or break top 50 or get sponsored and stuff like that. And like, you know, for me personally, like I still want to push really hard in melee and, and get ranked and see how far that will go and see how far I can take this competition, right? But I think that like my hero's journey isn't your hero's journey. I mean, I've learned that like week after week talking with you, JD, you know? Right. And, and I think that goes for everyone. Like, and I, you know, I love putting this analogy of melee as like a highway where, you know, there's so many exits that you can take on like and it's what's what works for you right like i've seen a lot of people like say like you know like i've seen the way you work and like it's a little sometimes a little discouraging because like i can't you know i i have to ask myself like is that what i need to put in to get a little bit better you know and obviously it hurts like hearing that like it's like a weird feeling because it's like you know like oh man like i wish you wouldn't get discouraged but also like yeah like i do put in that amount of effort you know like i don't want to shortchange that too right but i think that's the thing is like it's sort of just like finding out your own pace and like if you think of again i just thought of it like 20 minutes ago but like the running analogy is perfect where you know you feel the need to speed up just because you see everyone else doing it you know and i think that's that's a really big thing and yeah like, like that's pretty much it. Like, I'm still getting a little, like, goosebumps out of just, like, in my head thinking about it as I'm, like, quieting down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, here's the thing about the, about what, let's say what your mom said, right? Like, when things are good, that's the time to push. Um, there's a lot, like, the, the immediate reaction I had was just, like, I, I kind of, like, squeezed my hand a little bit. Like, man, I hope I don't adopt that. You know, we talked about it just now. Um, that's not a way to, to live happily the rest of your life. But I think there's some merit to it. And I want to explore that a little bit because yeah, of course, not, not just the intention behind it, which was, you know, purely love and, and wanting the best for you. Not, yeah, not I, that side, but mm -hmm. the, the actual message I think does have some credibility. So let's look at, there's, there's something I think about all the time, which is called um, creative inertia. At least I think it, that's, that's what I picked up on. Um, mm -hmm. But essentially, it's the idea of when a person is creating, it's easier to keep that going. And when they're not, it's hard to get it moving, you know. Mm -hmm. So things that are in motion tend to stay in motion. And so I think that's kind of what she was mentioning. Like, same thing with exercise, right? Like, you know what it's like to be on the grind and off the grind. Like, I do too. Yeah. And so when things are going good, sometimes you could channel that energy into something that will continue to be good for you. Um, you know, if you come home from a great day at work and you feel really good, then you could use that energy to meal prep. And then, mm -hmm. you know, use that money to that you save to, you know, invest. You know, like, this is obviously like a super idealized version of it, but I actually kind of understand the merits of getting energy out and then using that energy to it's like investing energy in stocks, right? You like expand your portfolio where um, there are things that will give you energy later on, like long-term investments. Um, I think meal prep is certainly a long-term investment of that mm -hmm. because that money you get back will probably help you down the line and 
the eating healthier will help you in the moment. Like it gets really kind of messy and complicated, but I kind of understand where she's coming from just less from like a lifestyle, like mindset sort of way and more of like a practical, like, Oh, you're feeling good. Like do something else right now. Like use that extra willpower that you've garnered to go for a run, you know, not because you have to be the best, but because, you know, this is something that takes a little push to do. And now you have that energy to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, I know it's kind of, it, it contradicts everything we just talked about, but there's a little bit of, of credibility no. to it. No, I think with everything, right. It's, it's never black or white, right? Like just because something's grading you, it doesn't mean that it's not, there isn't truth to it intri- like inherently you know mm-hmm. um i think that <laughs> so like i do agree with my mom i think you know when things are good like we have you know done that and i think it is really like a parent thing where you always want to make sure your kids like always pushing themselves right i think i think where it's it sort of great is where we feel you know like both even with your dad and stuff like where you feel like you know what you're doing is the right thing and then feeling like it's not enough right it's not necessarily that we need to do more but it's the moment where what we're doing isn't enough and i think right you know i think it's true that we have more energy now we have more momentum and we should definitely like kick on it i think the biggest thing that i always try to ask myself as like a self-regulator is that well one is that i'm not even worried about it because I know I'm always going to look like that. Like, you know, you know, just even talking to you, you're the same type of person where, and I think people naturally are, is that when, like, we want to ride that momentum, we want to ride the waves, and we're always looking on what we can improve on, right? Whether it's in-game or out-of-game, right? And that's never going to change, so I'm not worried about trying to push myself. What I'm worried about is making sure that I enjoy what's been done still before you know Mm -hmm. and so it's not necessarily that my mom isn't right it's more so i think that and it's again it's a it's a classic parent child thing it's you know like you want to be you know go out on your own and 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 say what i'm doing is the right thing and then having someone question the right thing makes you question it and sort of that puts you a little bit off balance and i i sort of understand my like reaction to it but if we're talking it as a general concept, like I definitely agree with my mom. I think it's just something to like keep in mind and ask. Like I think people fall in either category, right? They're, that they get too stuck and too happy with things and they, they don't change or they're always looking forward. And so then when can they actually, you know, very, you know, stop and smell the rose per se. Right. And I think that's, that's a really big thing. And I think, you know, understanding yourself is like the best way to like handle it because like, you don't know where you fall sort of like in that spectrum. And it's a spectrum. So you could be, but, you know, there's, you know, you lean one way or the other, right? And, you know, for you and me, we we lean more towards the always looking forward. So for us to have those moments where you're like, you know, like, this is good. And I'm happy with this. And we say that, like, we, you know, pre the show, we're like, yo, we had a really good week. Like, I'm really proud of what we did. And then we immediately went to talking about how it can be better. Like, it's just that's our natural progress, you know? Right, right, right. So I think it's just 
understanding what you need as a person, right? Where you lie, understanding yourself. So, like, I understand that I'm always going to be a grinder. So then I should, like, not worry about grinding, but worry that I'm, you know, acknowledging my efforts, right? And I think that's something that I've learned through, you know, this podcast and this process and stuff like that and talking with you. But there could be another person where they're always really good at acknowledging their successes, but maybe not the best at pushing themselves. And that's okay, too. I think it's just about understanding yourself and your motivations and your tendencies. We're not perfect, and but nor should we try to be. I think it's more so just we should try to understand ourselves and, you know, work from there. Right. I totally agree. I think one thing that bothered me with my conversation with my dad was that I didn't feel like he was really on the same page with what I was trying to tell him. And I had to, mm-hmm. I had to fabricate things like on the spot. Like, I guess it was a good practice of like building a business plan, like in, in 0.0 seconds, but really I was, I was getting uncomfortable and I was giving him signals that like, look, I, I don't want to talk about this. This isn't where my head is at. This isn't the point. This isn't what we're focusing on. Mm-hmm. Like we're trying to make something that fits into our lives and makes us feel better and thinking about how we're going to make money is something that kind of corrupts that process. And I'm guilty of bringing that into our own conversations. I wanted to make a Patreon on episode 10. Like, <laughs> like this oh is something God. that yeah. I've, I've struggled with as like, is this what mm. we have to do? Like, it's time to convert this. And it's a very typical like millennial thing to do of of monetizing all your hobbies and everyone wants to be a streamer so they can make money from playing video games, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like be an influencer or whatever. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I think what has made me look forward to these conversations is that we're just talking about, you know, something that brings us pure joy, which is getting better at melee and and competing and that whole lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so the, what, what bothered me, I think the most was that, I wasn't able to expand mm-hmm. my point of view and ha- and be heard. I didn't feel like I was being heard, which is really interesting. Like, I think that's something a lot of people struggle with their parents on is trying to articulate what they're doing and why they're happy or why they're not happy. And the parents just kind of missing the point and doing something really super basic or like, oh, you just need to make more money or you just need to find a better job or you just need to, you know, like, I feel like a lot of it is turned to finances. Like, oh, if you just, if you make, you know, if you unlock the $70,000 a year benchmark then and get a girlfriend and get married, like, you'll be happy. And that's just such an old time philosophy, I think, of of what makes people, you know, what, what drives people and that's just where it wasn't where I was at. And so listening to my dad kind of talk about like, he, he said, like, he goes two years down the line, you're going to get sick of it if you're not making any money from it. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, what are you talking about? Like, how, how dare you tell me that I'm going to hate something that I'm saying nine months in, I still enjoy. Like it, it really pissed me off. And I tried fighting back and he's like, trust me, like he got mad. Like, I, like, I don't know who I am, you know, 
And so that's why I'm still kind of lingering on this is like, and it's, it's so cool that we spent this time talking about the podcast on the podcast. Cause I have so many thoughts about it. We've been doing it for a good amount of time and I, I, I wanted to kind of get this off my chest, I guess, but it's just like, why can't we just do something because we enjoy it and hope that things go the way they go? Like, why can't that be enough? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It was it was just it, it grinded my gears a little bit. I love my dad. I don't want him to think that like I'm mad at him or anything. But shit, just let me live my life. Yeah, and I and you know I think that like it's really interesting because like right. I think because that's how life works, you know, like you go, you go to school and then you do that and then you make money and then you do that sort of standard life. And I think that that makes sense, you know, for sort of like what what's going on, like sort of in my head is that like melee goes against that. And, and that's what I find really, really interesting is that. You know, I think that melee goes against that because we don't make money out of it. You know, we're not top players yet, or 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 anything. Even the I top think, players don't make money. <laughs> yeah, even the top players don't make money. But it's so important to my life that it's really given me this other perspective where you could just do something that you love out of the love of it. You know, and it can give you so much more than just monetary value. I think is also the big thing. Right, right. Like, Melee's given me so much in terms of, like, understanding who I am, what kind of person I am, my own, the good and the bad parts of me. You know, like, I, I hear my mom saying, like, you know, like, I don't think you're, like, you know, you're not really that disciplined of a person. And, you know, in school, maybe I wasn't always the best, or in school, like, it wasn't like that. Or, like, you know, well, maybe what I've learned, but I've, what I've learned is, like, it's just like a... I'm just a very honest person. Like, if it's not something I really believe in, I'm not really going to put in effort. And, like, I'm not the type of person where I'll force myself to put in effort in something I don't really believe in. But, you know, I'm not... It's I'm actually a very disciplined person, you know? And, and that's reflected in the stuff that I care about. And, like, Melee was the one to show me that. Because, like, you know, coming from upstate, like, I would practice and practice and then drive, like three hours for a tournament like and not drink the night before because i wanted to make sure that the tournament would go well right and like i think that i think what what you know we're feeling is also the fact that like people don't see and and nor should we expect them to say see because it's so personal like i'll i will never expect my mom to understand what melee has given me you know she can think it's just like Mario and Luigi on the Game Boy or whatever, and that's fine, and it's just a hobby. But it's so much more than that, right? And I think that same with your dad. But we need to do a good job of understanding what it gives us. Yeah, that's enough, is, is knowing ourselves. And I'm glad that we're at the point now where we've kind of gotten past that point. Like, we don't have to tell ourselves every time we play why we play. We just kind of know and can live within mm-hmm. that understanding. Um, and it's another reason why we connect with the community as, uh, you know, people who are watching the tournaments even and, and all this stuff, like knowing what you get out of it 
is enough and that's why we all empathize with each other and, and why we make friends so quickly and easily within the community is just that common understanding and it's one of the first things I said on the podcast to you was like it's good having someone who understands all the context everything that doesn't need to be explained to you why I'm happy about a good win or why I'm sad about a bad loss just mm-hmm. breaking through all of that is why you know why we're such good friends and why we still enjoy this and I'm um, past the point of really needing to understand it. I think my family has done a really good job of like uh, like getting on the same page of okay, he obviously enjoys this a lot. Like he's traveling for it pretty often. Yeah, they're supportive for sure. Yeah, of course. And and I love them for that and that's the most <clears throat> that's the most that they should need to do <laughs> mm-hmm. is just accept it. And now it's at the point where I have to figure out, you know, my own shit within it. And you do too. And we all do. Um, And so whenever there's a a conversation of like, oh, how are you doing? And I'm, you know, making a podcast about Melee. I'm traveling for Melee. I'm trying to become a commentator for Melee and all this other shit. The only common understanding is going to be what money can you make from it? That's the mm-hmm. only thing that people will understand. Like when you come home from a tournament, it was in the documentary, right? When Ken went to his first tournament, his parents doubted him until he showed them cold hard cash. I made six hundred dollars. I made a thousand dollars. That's that's when they started to respect him. Yeah, and exactly. That is the hurdle that we're all at right now. Is mm-hmm. in order to really articulate, it's like. It's like being a marketing team for a big brand. The big brand has all the money, and all they want to see is key performance indicators. They want to see those those tasty KPIs. Yeah, and show me the money. Show me the money, exactly. And so when I get home from a tournament and I'm asked, how did you do or how did it go? I can't just say, oh, I, I beat JPO Koopa Kev. I have to say, okay, I placed my seed, but I'm happy with it. I got ninth out of 70, so that's good. And I commentated to 500 people, which is a lot. Like, I have to add all these indicators to it. And that's when it kind of breaks apart from what my actual experience was. Mm -hmm. You know, I would have had that same experience commentating to 50 people or to 2,000. And wrapping that up in some sort of marketable bow and presenting it as... Like, this is what I did. Do you accept me now? It's not really like that. They're not really looking for those indicators to actually respect me. It's just that's the common nature of, you know, who we are as people. We want to be loved. We want to be understood. And when it comes to people outside the community, it it becomes kind of tough to get that acceptance at the get-go. It has to be earned, in a sense. And I think that's where... um, that's where some people struggle is they don't have the opportunity to really find the people that will accept them for, you know, their efforts or for their just common interests, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I think also like being supported and being understood are two different things, right? Like the net, sure. like, and I think that like, we want to be understood 
even though we we know we're being supported right and like that goes with like even like outside of family like our girlfriends and stuff like that is like i can tell her how great i did and then still be mad about something and then you know it will it you know she'll be super happy for me and then also super like oh i'm sorry that happened but she won't know like the the minute you know details about it either right like versus if i tell you how everything went and then like you know, I could be playing an event and then get wrecked, you know, in, you know, like, say, like, I was, like, mad that I lost to Rishi because I got, I lost 6-1 in Grands, but I was on winner's side of Grands, you know, like, it's, I wouldn't, you know, you don't want to hear, like, you know, at least you got second, it was more so, like, and this doesn't happen, also, this is just a hypothetical situation, but, like, you know, you want to talk about, like, how you still have more work to do, and, you know, I think that, like, that's that's the reason we did this podcast right it's because we understand these feelings and and it's something that only someone else who's sort of been in it can can understand right yeah yeah uh, i'm i'm definitely grateful and i'll say it again i'll take every opportunity to say it um i think everyone should find someone to just make this podcast with uh, it would be honestly super sick i would love to hear like more perspectives you know yeah for sure it's just, you know, it's just getting more out of it. It's um, it's not even getting more out of it. It feels like Melee is something where you you get, you know, you get back what you put in. And it's sometimes it becomes lopsided of, you know, let's say you're in a scene and there's always a fest being hosted and a tournament being run. And you get to just go to all the tournaments and, and enjoy them. There seems to be like a spiritual balance where that's not going to make someone happy. You're not going to get a lot out of Melee if you just have these opportunities that you just go to and enjoy yourself at. Mm-hmm. You know, and and maybe I'm projecting a little bit. Maybe it's not as easy as that. And, you know, but there seems to be a karmic balance of what you contribute either through your practice or through TOing or content creation or anything and the actual fulfillment that melee gives back to you and so i'm i'm happy that we found this podcast because this is something i've been wanting to do for you know a few months before we started i was i was really thinking about like man it'd be nice to you know just talk about my experience and and meet other people also having that experience and turns out that's exactly what uh, you know i think my purpose was and um what we found is something that Mm -hmm. can hopefully grow into a real understanding of what it's like to go through the trials and the uh the whole journey of being a melee player I, i i hope that we continue to just honestly like put on put on record what we're going through in real time that's the most interesting thing to me is to listen to this in a year or two and be like, you know, look how far we've come. And this is what, you know, this mindset gave us, or this is what melee can do for us. And I don't know. I think that's, that's kind of my final thoughts, I guess on, on our podcast right now is like, it feels like we're doing the right thing. And yeah, I definitely agree with that. That should be enough, you know? Yeah, that's. I think that's a great way to 
close close the book i guess for now on that topic at least okay yeah. so for just for a few more minutes um did you want to talk about anything did um, you have any topics yeah yeah but before we get to like our own our own weeks you want to you know let's let's answer the question first what do you think yeah sure you got it in front of you yeah yeah so i have it in front of me and it's really is just you know we have a questions tab on on our discord for context uh you know and we're thinking of doing a mailbox special but you know we'll just answer it as the questions come i think is is the best way to put it and so we do have a question actually finally on our on our discord channel um from dark Genix, you know good homie he made the logo justin's a really great guy honestly one of the pillars for new york yeah. um but you know he asks like what do you do after a bad loss if you're still in tournament and if you get in el- eliminated and i think it's a two-part question right it's, it's asking both like you know what do you do after you know you lose in winners and then and you, you still have to more to play and then what do you do if you get eliminated after a loss right yep two different two completely different questions really yeah so I think it's it's good. Let's just start with, you know, in winners. And I think it's tough. Like, I think some losses are harder to take than others. And it's always weird because you're never going to feel how you were feeling before the loss, you know. And you, and you can't have that back, right? And th- we've had times where we've done well through losers. And we've, done ta- we've had times where we haven't done so much so, you know. And I think that, like, there is no, like, sort of... Well, I don't know if there's a right or wrong, but, you know, for me at least, I think that I always like thinking about that there's still more to play, you know? Yeah. And and if you knew that you, you know, could go X distance in the tournament, then it doesn't matter whether it's in winners or losers that you can do that, you know? And I think it's about having confidence in your play more than anything else like if you think your play holds up then it should hold up both in winners and losers and this is sort of new but this is definitely what i felt when i lost to bills round winners round two at small and then somehow you know clawed my way back up to fifth at at small right and you know just thinking about it it's like you know like i think i can take on you know most of these guys you know like that i don't need a bracket run for it like i think my play's good enough that i'll just i can get this far so whether i do it through winners or losers might not matter and also like you know sometimes it just falls to brackets you know sometimes you just have harder winners brackets than losers you know yeah for sure um so for me i i think that the first thing to do is I mean, it obviously depends on how tough the loss is. If it's a huge upset, if it's against someone you never heard of. Um, or if take... it was a nail-biter. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of different ways to lose in Melee, of course. And um, sometimes it's hard to just shake it off. It's hard to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I really like to to preach to people is to, you know, take your time after winning or after losing in winners. And... Um, Sometimes you need a change of environment. Sometimes you need to listen to a song, but you need to recognize where your mind is, what chemicals and adrenaline are going through your body, mm-hmm. and really make sure you're doing the correct, tangible, physiological solutions to that. 
Sometimes it's drinking water. Sometimes it's more or less caffeine. Sometimes it's a bite to eat. But mm-hmm. real, realistically, a lot of the times it's taking the time to go back to that homeostasis level mm-hmm. that you need because going from game five last stock to you know game one in losers and restarting it's not as easy as just it's not as just playing the game more it's not like that was a warm-up game now you get to play it's so many other things that are going through your your brain that you need to settle down on um it's i think a lot easier but still difficult if you get like 3-0 like let's say you play the one seed you know you're the 17 seed you play the one seed and you're like ah shit all right whatever and then uh then you get washed right so mentally it's easier to recover from that but Mm -hmm. what's difficult there is to keep your composure of like yeah I, i still belong here like i'm still a competitor i'm still good at this game and keeping your confidence level up and not just giving up and being like oh okay yeah this tournament's a wash whatever and the way i like to think of it and by by like to think of it i just thought of now like let's say you're running through the jungle and you step in quicksand like you lose you step in quicksand you can mm-hmm. sit there and be like ah shit you know i i okay and then you just try to keep running but you're still sinking and you sink and then you drown or you take the time and you grab a rope and you pull yourself out and once you are settled and on firm ground, then you could start running again. So you got to think of it either way, if it's a tough loss or if it's a wash or anything in between, the most important thing is to get your mindset back to where it was and then play your next match. So losing from bracket is a totally different beast because you're done, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and before we get to... yeah. And be, mind if I interject before we get sure. into uh, yeah. getting eliminated from bracket? Um, you know, overall, I think what I realized hearing you talk about it, it's about uh, resetting your mind, right? And and we just talked about two different ways of how to reset it, but it's that's the like the overall large concept is that you want to reset and not go in like emotional about it. You know, you just want to keep playing how you want to play whether it's you know you meditate or you drink more water or you you know smoke or you you know drink coffee or whatever right it's it's about resetting your mind yep but yeah yeah that, that's that's all i had to say uh <laughs> had to bring drugs I'm, into it but okay hey people do it <laughs> no you're right so um, let's talk about losing and losers huh yeah yeah you you take point i interrupted so no it's okay so yeah, losing, you know, getting eliminated from bracket, again, it's it's all about context. So you can have had a crazy loser's run and then lose and then all your friends come up to you and just be like, yo, great job, you know, sick tournament. And then you're you're really happy and you're, you know, you're, you're obviously like, oh, I wish I won that last one, but you're in a good place mentally and you're like, hell yeah, let's let's celebrate or whatever. And then you just do whatever you want. Like if you feel like playing more, play more, you know, it, it's a it's a win, win, win after having a tournament like that. But if you get upset if you really lose the bracket um all i could really talk about is my own experiences with this um I'm, i think of defend the north where i got double upset by good players not to disparage them but i i yeah. that know, was lost I, yeah i had a rough tournament and um 
it it kind of shook me, right? So I I lost, and I'm like, I, nothing was going through my head, actually nothing. I got up, I you know fist bumped, I you know walked past the TO, and I'm like, it's not my job to report this, <laughs> like just straight depression. And I just walked around the venue, and just had to process my emotions. And realistically, I think. This is something we talked about last week, but the only, I think the only wrong thing is to turn to drinking right away. And Mm -hmm. I only say that not as someone who doesn't drink. Like I, I, I pretty much drink at every tournament I go to, you know, but doing Mm -hmm. it immediately after a loss uh, is not doing yourself any, any favors. And Again, it's not a judgmental thing. It's just like, think about what you're actually doing. You are depressing your own, you know, your your own body. You're, you're adding alcohol, which is, you know, a depressant drug. And um, if you aren't processing, you know, from a gameplay perspective, you're not processing what you actually did wrong. You're, you're just kind of like sweeping it under the rug like this tournament's a wash. And you're not learning as a player. But emotionally, too, you're not learning as a competitor. You're not able to really deal with the the weight and the shittiness that comes from losing. That's a big part of improving is is feeling terrible after disappointment and after a loss. And so I think even if you plan on getting drunk with your friends later, that's fine. But realistically, you should sit with the loss for a little bit. If you want to play, that's fine. If a friend comes up to you and talks and you you want to talk, like, definitely still go with your gut and, and what you feel like doing in the moment. But it's kind of similar. Get give, give yourself some air. Give yourself some perspective. Like, see the outside world. It's not all about melee. You know, get, you know do what you need to do to, to separate yourself from the environment. But make sure that you're not denying yourself the learning experience of a loss. That's kind of all I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, it's... Hmm. So for me, whenever I get eliminated from a tournament, I think that it's sort of at first acknowledging your feelings and, like, accepting them. Like, I think that, you know, people when people think about good mentality, they think about, like, it's okay to lose. And to a certain extent, that is true. But... I think what's worse is if you are mad, if you are frustrated, if you are sad to, you know, let yourself be sad or bad or whatever, you know, like you want to express your honest thing. I think then, you know, realizing that it's just that there's going to be another tournament, right? And and it's sort of what you want to make out of it, right? And it also depends. Like if it's a local and you can head out then and you want to like just grab a bite to eat or you know step out get some fresh air and sort of like remove yourself from the situation that's fine too because that's giving yourself space to sort of digest your emotions and your feelings on what went right what didn't go right and and all of that i think though if you're at a major it's it's something different right because you're just there for another day usually right and i think it sort of depends like you know it sort of depends on what what your values and like what your goals are right like sometimes you feel like playing more and sometimes you don't and i think just listening to that is probably the best way like for me also like i you know i'm very much of a you know grinder and i'm a fiend so when i lose even if i lose and i take 10 15 minutes sort of to like 
think about it, right? It's, you know, why are you sad? Are you sad because you, like, missed out on, on rankings or something like that? Or are you mad because you missed out on money or mad because you were about to make top eight? Like, are they external stuff or are you mad about, like, your play or your mentality or that you didn't know this or you didn't do that X right, right? Like, I think they're very different things. And understanding what's internally frustrating versus, like, externally influenced is is pretty important but in my head it's always that like you know you can always still keep playing melee and 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 if you have fun playing melee then that eases eases it up a little bit and that's why i do a lot of money matches after i lose at majors because the bracket doesn't define my experience at at the tournament you know and i think that's a that's a really big thing so you know you could just sit down and play friendlies and you know Remember, you know, once you give yourself time to come to terms with that you lost and of what you're feeling, you can keep playing melee, and and you know, remember why you enjoy the game too, and that's what works for me, honestly. Nice, yeah, man. I think we covered it. Look, if you are out here wondering if you want to ask us a question and if we're gonna answer it correctly, uh, we did that. We're the best. Yeah, first question done. Let's fucking go. <laughs> first question in the bag. Well, yep. thank you, Justin. Justin Cohen for that question. Dark Janix, again, another shout out. We'll just give you we'll give you a shout out every episode. I don't care. Um, yeah, I mean, honest, you know, great guy, great guy. Yeah. His favorite anime is Love Live. He will admit that. <laughs> yep. Anyway, um, I think that just about does it for this episode, man. Yeah, well, uh, actually, be, I hate to... Oh god. Okay. I, I hate to do this, but we do have one more shout out. Oh yeah, we do. Alright, go for it. Yeah. So the episode isn't done yet. Psych. But yeah, special fucking shout outs to Wally for his amazing run at Mike Valley yesterday. So we're recording this on Sunday, but you know, on Saturday, Wally placed fourth at Mike Valley, you know, beating measures he beat mog and and a few other people you know he was on winner semi side for it and that's honestly so crazy and like wally's a player who like i respect a lot just because of the it's just very clear how much effort he's put in and i think everyone's if you haven't even recognized it yet it's hard to ignore now right yeah yep i mean fiction tweeted about how good wally was so that should tell you enough he doesn't just give out give out compliments but um yeah it's it's hard to tell how good a player is without either seeing them or playing them and um i've done both definitely played wally definitely seen him play and um his improvement has really been something special like just the way that he absorbs new information and and when we played i think i played him like you know maybe eight months ago, like a long time ago and um i happened to take that money match but afterwards he goes like, oh, man, you're doing this really well and this really well. And I'm like, okay, he got a lot out of that. He got a lot more out of that than I did. Um, and uh, just the way he smiled really scared me <laughs> because I'm like, shit, this guy's going to be a crazy good competitor who just by virtue of his attitude, he's going to be constantly be getting good matches in. He's going to always money match better players. And so I just want to give a shout out to both his results, but also his his approach to the game and his mindset and his, uh, his just attitude. So good yeah. stuff. Wally. I mean, I remember playing him on net play, playing him in tournaments. Like 
even last year and stuff like that. And the improvement that he's had was like incredible. Like I think, you know, like with many uh, like peach players that are improving grinding first, they come with like this idea that they just like down smash and, and stuff like that. But like, I think everyone's starting to recognize that like it's way more than that. And, and you're starting to see it, which is awesome. But I even remember after a spectrum, like, I was just, you know, taking the train back with hacks, and we were just randomly like, dude, Wally's good now. Yep. I'm like, yeah. Like, he is. And, like, you know, and, and it wasn't, like, a, you know, like, a surprise thing. It was just like a, you know, we gotta watch out. Yeah, dude. And, and I think that's that's it. Yeah, but, like, you know, again, good stuff to Wally, dude. Glad New Jersey's repping hard. You know, it's it's gonna be fun. But congrats. Yeah, man. All right. Now that wraps it up. And I got to go. So I'll see you later, man. Yeah, I'll see you later.